Good afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday afternoon, and it is now time for Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Hey, Fetch. Hey, Fetch. Quiet, quiet. Go ahead. She's she's asking a question. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Hey, Fetch, did that woman really say you have garnets of steel and a mind like a freaking laser? Mary, you can't be asking questions like that. This is Inside the Guy Live Prime Time. Why not? Aren't we broadcasting from the Middle East? Well, yeah, but we might be seen as being politically incorrect. You know, the problem is everybody dumps people when there's a, like a sign of a political incorrectness. Echan, you're always politically correct. Heck, thanks. Does, does that mean we can talk about dumping the Israelis tomorrow? Oh, I'm sure you will probably say quite a bit more than that. And now coming to you live from somewhere in the Middle East, this is Inside the Eye Live Primetime with your host, The Fetch. Thank you very much for that, Mary from Riyadh. This is The Fetch and you are listening to Inside the Eye Live Primetime. Today's date is Thursday, December the 19th, 2019, and a good Thursday afternoon, early evening to all of you listening in the United States and Canada, and a good late evening to early Friday morning to all of you listening in European and Asian time zones, and of course, wherever you are listening out there on the World Wide Web or our FM and micro FM broadcasting outlets, may all be well with you and yours. The weather here in Riyadh is definitely late fall nice as daytime highs hit a high of only 63 degrees under largely sunny skies combined with a few occasional clouds. We are currently sitting at a reasonably cool 47 degrees at just after 2 o'clock in the morning. And we will be going down to a low of 44 degrees in the hour before sunrise. Winds are a very light 7 miles per hour coming out of the northwest. And truth be told, the area around here has an eerie quiet to it, which I really quite enjoy. You know, the problem with this building is with the temperatures high, a lot of people, not a lot of people, pretty much everybody runs their air conditioning. And they've got all these compressors on top of the roof. And that just vibrates down through the masonry building here, the hollow block building. So normally it's almost a stressful environment day in and day out living here because of the air conditioning blowing through the walls. Not blowing through the walls, but vibrating through the walls. But uh, with the temperature down, everybody's turned off their air conditioners. And that means it's really nicely and almost eerily for, for this type of place quiet here. So it's very, very nice to say the least. I'm going to enjoy the evening, uh, what's left of it. Quite a week in Washington and across the pond as, uh, of course, Americans woke up to find that President Trump has been formally impeached by what is essentially a bunch of leftist Jews and their supporters, of course, in Congress. And yet, for some reason, they're going to be holding back on sending this charade of an impeachment to the Senate for trial. While over in the UK, Boris Johnson has swept to a massive landslide victory this past, well, last week. And at least for the next week or so, while Jews celebrate basically slaughtering goys in their Hanukkah ritual, we won't have to hear daily and nonstop whines and howls of anti-Semitism from England's Jews, at least for a while now. Meanwhile, over in the United States, you know, we had a very strange thing happen to us last week. And what it was, was Trump signed something 
that basically brings back really echoes of Bolshevik Russia, this tyranny that Bolshevik Russia went through. And it looks like very much so that Jews are seeking to bring back this tyranny back to the United States. Heute Abend habe ich eine wundervolle Überraschung für euch. Oh, ihr vielgeliebten Brüder und Schwestern. Celebrate this really sacred season and a very special time to everyone here today. Happy Hanukkah. Also, uh, as you know, Ivanka and Jared have worked very, very hard in this whole endeavor and many other endeavors. I will tell you, they're doing an incredible job, and I'm very proud that the Jewish faith is a cherished part of our family. I'd like to recognize Secretary Steven Mnuchin, Secretary Betsy DeVos. Deputy Attorney General Jeff Rosen. Hi, Jeff. As well as Senators Tim Scott, who just left, and he's a fantastic guy, and James Langford. Where's James? Where's James? James, come up here, will you please, James? And we have Representatives Doug Collins, Joth Gothheimer, David Kutzel, Elaine Luria, Max Rose, and Lee Zeldin, all here. Where are they? Are you raising your hands? Are you here? I also want to extend my appreciation to Israel's ambassador, a man who's become a friend of mine, and terrific guy, Ron Dermer. Where's Ron? Thank you, Ron. Very much. Joining us on stage for this event are two great Jewish-American patriots, Army veteran Oscar Stewart and Border Patrol agent Jonathan Morales. Pastor, thank you for being here so much. Also, we appreciate it. We're so many people and so many great faith leaders here, and I want to thank you all for being here. It's fantastic. This is a great, great day. We appreciate it very much, Robert. Thank you very much. His wife, Myra, passed away. A longer time ago than we think, Bob. That was a big, uh, that was a big tough time for you and uh, for me too and for Melania. I just want to tell you, you've been a special friend of Israel. Nobody closer to Israel than Bob Kraft. So, Bob, please come up. I'm so proud that in, at this time we're doing something that is so bipartisan. And uh, my wife, of blessed memory, would be smiling now because she loved America first and Israel and wanted to build bridges between the two places and have tikkun olam. And I think this, more than anything, is going to help do that. So thank you very much. We are profoundly honored to be joined this afternoon by Rosalie Glasser, survivor of the Nazi Holocaust, the darkest chapter of human history. We renew our pledge now and always, never again, never again. With one voice, we vow to crush the monstrous evil of anti-Semitism whenever and wherever it appears. And we're working very hard on that. And I can tell you that, that we have a lot of people in government working very, very, very hard on that. We appreciate their work. It's not easy. This afternoon, we celebrate the miracle of Hanukkah. It is a tradition to light the menorah and place it by the window. 
We do this to exemplify how we are not afraid to show who we are or what we believe in. Is that a Trump yarmulke? Oh, it's a Trump yarmulke. Well, I like it. Can I have that, Austin? I want that. As president, I will always celebrate and honor the Jewish people. And I will always stand with our treasured friend and ally, the state of Israel. That I can tell you. So two years ago, I recognized the true capital of Israel, and we opened the American embassy in Jerusalem. I've also recognized Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights. That was another. So what was bigger, Bob? What we did for... Israel in terms of Jerusalem and moving the embassy to Jerusalem, becoming the capital of Israel, which you've been looking to do for 52 years. They've been having meetings on the Golan Heights. Nothing happened until I came along. I said, Bob Kraft, which is bigger? Which is more important to the Jewish people? They said, neither. I said, what does that mean? He said, what you did by terminating the Iran nuclear deal is bigger than both. I think that's true. But today we're taking another historic action. In just a few moments, I'll sign an executive order to combat anti-Semitism. We have also taken a firm stand against the so-called divestment and sanctions movement, or BDS. You know that very well. And I have to tell you, Jared Kushner and Ivanka, they've been talking to me about this for three years now, maybe longer than that. forcefully condemn this anti-Semitic campaign against the state of Israel and its citizens. Before I sign the executive order, I'd like to ask Oscar to say a few words, and Jonathan will light the menorah. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Oscar, please. And we're all here with one, with one thing in mind, and that is to end hate. And this, I am so proud to be standing here the day that this was signed. This is a momentous moment in my life. And I want to thank the president and the first lady for everything that they've done for Israel. That once again, thank you very much, Mr. President. I'm deeply honored. By the way, see Alan Dershowitz. Come on up here for a second, Alan. Wow. For 65 of my 81 years, I have spent at universities uh, all over the country and all over the world. There is no more important event in those 65 years to turn universities away from being bastions of hatred and discrimination than this executive order being signed today. It is a game changer. And I'd like to ask my friends, the pastors, to come up here. You know, uh, Robert, and I have to say this to the other pastors, some of whom have been very kind, all of whom have been very kind. We've never had such evangelical Christian support. Jeff, come on up, Jeff. Come on up here, Jeff. You're the one that's doing such a good job legally. 
Jewish and Christian believers alike believe what God said to Abraham in Genesis 12, that God would bless those who bless Israel and he would curse those who curse Israel. simple signature president trump has signed over the united states to really what is an exceptionally evil entity that exists within our midst he has literally opened up the gates of hell right around this holiest of times there's nothing sacred about hanukkah it's really a celebration of mass murder it's a celebration of the destruction of western civilization and with that signature last week trump has handed over the United States, to something that is far more sinister. You could hear Jews in the background. Do it. Get it done. They could not wait because they know what comes on the back of this signing is something a far more sinister world where they can now go after anybody just by making a simple allegation of anti-Semitism. It's the fetch, everybody. We'll be back with more right after this right here on Revolution.Radio, Inside the Alive, Primetime. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, happy, happy, happy holidays, everybody. Uh, it's the Fetch, Inside the Alive, Primetime. Again, it's Thursday, December the 19th. A uh, few technical difficulties getting the show started. Cut into our little intro there, uh, but uh, we timed it pretty well. I thought I thought we did a good job with that one. So, uh, anyways, that was my uh, effort at trying to be a little bit on the uh, uh, spooky side of things. But I think I was kind of, I'm hitting, I'm usually accurate. You know, I was listening to this piece that was sent to me by a listener, actually, uh, that little piece with Donald Trump about the signing of the anti-Semitism uh, uh, executive order last week, which is basically Donald Trump giving Jewish people everything they ever wanted and more. And you got to ask yourself, why in the heck if Jew, if, if well, there's a couple things I want to just raise that. But first, it's listener sponsored support radio. Let's get the let's get all the stuff out of the way here. Listener sponsored support radio. Uh, it does rely upon your donations to help keep the network alive, up and running. Again, if you value free speech, again, this is for better or worse. It's certainly a free speech platform, and so if you appreciate the fact that there are platforms out there that offer you the ability to come and listen, well, this is one. So it certainly deserves a little bit of uh support just if if nothing else for that you know so anyways we any any support you give to free speech platforms out there and there's a few out there bit shoot gab i heard is kind of yes no you know i haven't grown anything on gab by the way in like i don't know a year i got up to 1300 followers and then it's like stopped it just hasn't gone up now maybe i just i'm not active enough maybe i've just reached the market size there i don't know man but it hasn't gone up and I think followers on my new Twitter account, Inside the Live. That's right. I put Inside the Live, 
but uh, they just put inside the live, something like the eye out. I don't know why they did that, but Twitter took it out. Anyways, but I'm there inside the live. <laughs> don't ask me why, man. Uh, it's Twitter. Hey, what can I say? But I'm there. And anyways, it's been quite a nice week here, honestly, here in Riyadh. Uh, I'm really busy. We're trying to get everything done. I've got another couple of days worth of work here to close things out for the contractual year. And then I'm going to be free to go looking to kind of like get us get an escape at the end of the year, heading back to the Philippines for a couple of weeks, R&R. It's really not going to be R&R. I'm going to be working over there, trying to put some things together again. Then I'll be rushing right back. It's possible, everybody, that I will be back in the United States. Well, that's a scary thought. They may not let me in or they won't let me out. But anyways, I'll be back in the States. Um uh, maybe the end of the month, maybe the end of the month. We've got some new changes happening in Saudi Arabia. So we're trying to pick up some American products. That's going to be very good for the American. Some American manufacturers can't get into the details on the air here, but we are looking to do some uh, really big business this year. Uh, things are just really moving, knock on wood type of stuff. Thank you very much for the support type of stuff. And it's been a great year so far. And we're looking to make 2020 Inside the Eye Live crystal clear. I don't know. Maybe that works. Inside the Eye Live 2020 crystal clear. We'll think of a nice slogan for next year. Anyways, welcome everybody. The I Tell Cat Report is still sponsored by the Graham Hart Show with Bryzer. And again, you can hear the Graham Hart Show with Bryzer every Monday evening, 5 o'clock to 7 p.m. Eastern at grism.blogspot.com. You can pick it up on the live stream there. There's always links, and it's a sticky post, so you can't miss it. That show's doing very, very, very well now. Lots of shows that have spun off or around inside the iLive, quite frankly, have been doing very, very well. So it's very impressive just to see how this. This network, our little humble network, has grown over the years. We aren't necessarily the largest out there, but we are certainly influential. I see that, uh, anyways, we're influential. I know that for a fact. So, guys, keep up the good work, all of you out there that are doing good work, and uh, appreciate your efforts equally, and thanks for all the support that you give to the movement. And that movement is beyond just the nationalism now. You know, actually, it's not really beyond. That's really the key core here is the nationalism. Anyways, the ITEL Cat Report is kind of fun. I'd been complaining back home about spikers. Spikers has not been seen for about four to five days, at least by me. And so I made a request for Emily to go chase him down because I know he's somewhere around. He can't go too far. And she did find him. He was like camping out in the neighbor's house. So she kind of like took him away. He was trying to get adopted into that house. He would show up just to eat, and then he would take off. And so I asked her, please bring him back, you know, give him some attention, make sure that he feels comfortable and welcome. A little bit bitter with all the kittens running around the house. The kittens are starting to get pretty darn big now. They're running around playing as kittens are want to do and it's been a lot of fun for just watching the kittens play quite frankly uh, but that was not good for for spikers and he finally came back and gave himself a little bit of time kicked back in fact yesterday morning they were all downstairs waiting for food to be served and it was kind of fun to see everybody back together again hadn't seen that for weeks and weeks and weeks to be honest with you ever since really the kittens were born so hopefully things will start to get back to normal around the house 
relative to the cats. But it's been a nice little time there here in Jordan or not in Jordan here in the Saudi. Not lots going on. Uh, really, uh, you know, the ownership here has pretty much kicked all the cats away from the door. So we can't even think too much about taking care of any cats that happen to come by. So we usually do as, as people here, Americans, British, we usually take care of some of the cats around the house, but we just can't do that. But nonetheless, that's the ITEL Cat Report. Again, probably sponsored by the Graham Hart Show with Bryzer. Listen to the Graham Hart Show with Bryzer again every Monday afternoon, 5 o'clock p.m. to 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern on the uh, on grism.blogspot.com. And so... Obviously, I, I don't know. I'm gonna, we're gonna try to get Graham Hart. Maybe Graham, I think you're in the studio here somewhere. Not in the studio, but in the chat room. Maybe next week, Graham, and for the holiday, maybe something next week. Uh, Thursday, the show after Christmas might be a good time to do a holiday show. And, uh, so maybe consider coming on that show, Graham. That'll be kind of a cool thing. If you can, I know you're listening, so. Uh, give that one a thought because we, we always try to do one holiday show per year where we keep things very light, fun, and just kind of like go into the festive time of year and not try to get too political. So it's sitter there. Anyway, the uh, ITEL cat, re- not the ITEL cat report, the Oive moment. It's like another show. Oive. Oive. Oive, everybody. How do you run by Jews? They don't like Jews. Very goddamn angry at some of the Jews. I thrive on boy in tears. Oy vey! Oy vey, everybody! The Oy vey Moment is proudly sponsored by Andrew Carrington Hitchcock, author of The Synagogue of Satan, Updated, Expanded, and Uncensored. The Synagogue of Satan, updated, expanded, and uncensored, features a rapturous 144,000 words that is replete with additional articles never before seen in print. And after having its distribution banned by Amazon and Lulu, the Synagogue of Satan, updated, expanded, and uncensored, is now available from Andy himself at andrewcarringtonhitchcock.com. Get your copy today, won't you? Of course... Don't forget to listen to Andy's The Andrew Carrington Hitchcock Show, which streams Monday through Friday at 10 o'clock a.m. to 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern on Eurofolk Radio at eurofolkradio.com. To listen, simply visit eurofolkradio.com during showtime and click on the Listen Live link or visit andrewcarringtonhitchcock.com for Andy's free show archives, which comprises one of the most extensive guest lists in the alternative media. And this week's Oive moment is going to first come to us from the UK. Uh, surprisingly enough, because with the UK uh, having elected Boris Johnson, we're not going to hear the incessant, nonstop, 24-7 allegations of anti-Semitism in the Jeremy Corbyn Labour Party because it was there literally incessant nonstop. And so uh, it just never ended. And now that Boris Johnson is in, what you really have, everybody, is like we have in America. We have a, quote unquote, a seemingly nationalist leader uh, 
However, that nationalist leader is really an Israeli agent. One of the very first things that Boris Johnson did upon taking office is, in fact, this just came out today, he's announcing that he's going to ban public institutions from holding anti-Israel boycotts after they were labeled a thin disguise for anti-Semitism by a former Tory chairman. Now, here's what we really seem to see playing out here in the political arena. Jews are basically from the left or the right, they are attacking Western civilization. It doesn't matter if it's on the left with the pornography, with the Hollywood type of movies or the BBC in this case in the UK. It really doesn't matter all that much. What we do find, though, is that Jews on both the right and the left are attacking our nations. They are really a fifth column enemy within. Now, they say, if you heard Trump in that little kind of piece we did just before in the first uh, half hour, you know, he says, you know, we will stamp out anti-Semitism wherever we find it type of thing. Now, that's not Trump's words. Trump is reading a, a something from a teleprompter. He's being directed. He's being told what to say. No doubt about that. Is he a willing participant in delivering this message? I would say probably yes. So, now you have Trump on one side and we have Boris Johnson on the other. They are foul nationalists. In other words, it is true that Trump is appealing. Uh, if you were listening to a show with uh, Georgia Peach the other day on RBN, and we've raised the issue here, but dog whistling for white nationalists, that's all well and good. It's very true. He is probably dog whistling. He's looking for support. He needs people to vote for him because he represents the side of the Jewish community that is rabidly pro-settler, pro-nutcase, pro-eschatology, bring back the temple madness Jew. That's the, that's the sect we have here. On the other side, the left side, if they're still pro-Jew. It doesn't matter. Jews are still pro-Jew, but they're not so rabidly nationalists for the state of Israel itself. They're more of the mind that, look, we control these countries already. America is our country. The UK is our country. The UK is a Jewish-occupied government. They understand this. America is an occupied Jewish government. It doesn't matter if Israel exists or not. It's kind of like we don't need it right now. We got bigger fish to fry. Israel's just a boat anchor on our boat, on our butts just as, just as well type of thing. But then you'll hear a lot of things called bipartisan support. And, and we used to think that bipartisan was like everybody, you know, it's, Democrats and Republicans, but really what it is is that bipartisan support means that Jews kind of put down the knives and they kind of agree to agree on something. And it has nothing to do with our countries. It has nothing to do with our people. It has nothing to do with American people's interests here. So you hear a lot of this bipartisan support. It really means that the Jewish, two Jewish sides, which seem to be warring against each other, are really just coming together to to really bury the hatchet and get something done that they just both want. Well, here we have now, again, the very first thing Boris Johnson is doing is he's going to ban public institutions from anti-Israel boycotts. Now, you heard Trump say the exact same thing. Now, you also hear Jews say a lot of times that, hey, 
uh, we, uh, it's not affecting us at all. Well, if it's not affecting you at all, why are you putting in laws through which you can put people in jail for years and years and years? Why are you silencing our free speech? Why are you going after our rights, our freedoms? And why is it that you and the Jewish community hate the American people so much? Because if you didn't hate it, hate the American people, why would you be trying to silence them? If you don't hate the American people, why would you be trying to take away their Second Amendment rights? What is it about the Jewish community in, at large that hates the American people so much? And, of course, they will tell you that, oh, we must put an end to hate. No, they're not putting an end to hate. They hate you with a passion. They hate you with their entire being. They will tolerate zero opposition from you. What they're really saying is that you don't have a right to your own emotion to fight back against their hatred towards you. This is a literal coup d'etat, takeover, occupation of Western Europe, of Western lands by a very sinister, dark, evil Jewish power base. There's no other way to describe it, folks. Jews for, for over a century now have charged and libeled and slandered people and nations, entire people. Like you say, you can't talk about us Jews as, as if we're all one. But they will go after Germans as if they're all one. And guess what? They will go after every single American if you ever try to rise up against Jewish power. You will see just how sinister, dark, and evil these people really, truly are. And it's not a joke. 11 million people starved to death in the Holodomer. 60-some-odd million people killed literally in pretty much ritual sacrifice fashion inside of Soviet Russia, another 54 to 70 million Western Christian men, women, and children slaughtered in World War II, 54,000 American soldiers in Vietnam, all based on lies. And you don't think that Jews and their media didn't know about this whole entire fraud, yet they sold all of these stories to try to whip up war and send all these kids to die during the 60s? and into the early 70s for that matter. And what about Afghanistan? Still going 20 years later for what? So Jews have a cheap supply of heroin so they can kill another 60,000 Americans a year through heroin overdose? Somehow think that these people saying good-loving Americans? Are you kidding me? Have you seen what really is Jewish power in Palestine? Have you seen the devastation that people live in based on Jewish power? If you want to understand what Jews have planned for the world, look no further than Israel itself. And a rabidly racist, hate-filled, evil, sinister ethnostate with destruction all around it because they will tolerate no goodwill towards anybody. And it's fun, you know, oh, you know, I'm the good Joe. Get out of my face, quite frankly, because I don't like your hatred towards me. Because that's what we've come down to now. It's just a bunch of Jews making an allegation and doing whatever the hell they want to you. And how is that going to be tolerated? You know, everywhere Jews have gone, 
they've lost. And that's why we hear them say once again, never again. We pledge once again, never again. But really, is there ever a time where Jews will not lose because their policies, it doesn't matter if it's the right or the left, are failures for all of us. And imagine the very first thing, Tory chairman, Lord Pickles, he looks like a sinister Jewish guy, to be honest with you. He may not be, but he looks like it. Said the BDS movement against Israel is anti-Semitic. Well, who cares, you freaking moron? Who are you to tell the British people that they have to buy from a racist, bigoted, hate-filled, disgusting people like the people of Israel? Who are you to tell and dictate to us? This is not your little dictatorship. Get out of your, get out of your seat, dude. And that's what the people have to rise up against this power structure and say to the Jewish people, never again will you, we tolerate you dictating to us the rules of the game. Never again will we tolerate you and your sinister, sick, evil minds telling us what we can and can't say in our own countries. Never again will we tolerate you having the propensity to open our borders under complete fraudulent means, quite frankly, because you told us, you promised us, quite frankly, as a people, that you would never harm the demographic makeup of these various countries. None of us voted for your six sinister policies in the Jewish community. Nobody. So we look here. Related content, Tories finally suspend a candidate who claimed British Jews were returning from Israel brainwashed. Well, isn't that what we've been saying all along equally? See, but they remove you from power. We should say to the Jewish people, never again will we tolerate you removing our people from power. Because you know what? Here's a guy speaking openly. You got a bunch of idiotic people. They go over to the to Israel. They come back brainwashed. It's almost like there's some type of mesmer spell going on in this part of the world, some type of black magic. They come back completely idiots. Labor executive Peter Pete Wilson suspended over claim Israel whipped up anti-Semitism storm. Well, gee, no, what, what, what is, why are you suspending somebody for that? If you followed British politics, everybody, you saw literally 24-7 anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism. It was, it was just basically just about Jews. It's like the British people don't exist. It's nothing but for, it's nothing about, it, it's, it's nothing about uh, the British people. Now you've got again a situation where you have this seeming nationalist, Boris Johnson. He's not a nationalist by any stretch of the imagination. He's a friend for Israel. You cannot be a nationalist and be a friend of Israel. Because Israel is the enemy of us all. Liam Fox to boycott Saudi conference over missing journalists. Come on. Who cares, dude? <laughs> Whatever. We don't need you. The peer said here said, BDS is an organization devoted to boycotting and removing investment from Israel. One of our key allies. It's not a key ally. Again, that is treason. You are giving yourself over to the enemy. The state of Israel has been attacking the American people in the West for years. Why has Israel created, ask yourself, why has Israel created missiles capable of delivering weapons beyond Iran? Who are they targeting? And here the American people and the British people and the politicians all talk about Iran, 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 Iran. 
But the Israelis have missiles capable of delivering payload beyond Iran. Who is Israel targeting? Ah, it's not the Iranians, is it? Because they're going beyond Iran. Are they targeting London? Are they targeting Stockholm? Are they targeting Moscow? I'd like to see them do Moscow. Because unlike the pansies we have inside of our United States military, the pansies inside of the, U- of the U.S. Navy and the pansies inside of the Marine Corps who basically can do nothing because of the politics, the political situation is so rigged against them, they can't, they can't even move, but they're also a bunch of pansies, quite frankly. And I'm talking about the entire leadership, guys. You know what? You can attack the United States, and the United States won't do anything. Because we have a bunch of pansy traitors inside of our military. But you ain't going to attack the Russians, man. You know what? I could just see the American military now. Uh, Mr. Trump, Mr. President, uh, 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 Russia's kind of warning us that we got to get out of the way because uh, uh, we're going. They're, they're really thinking of nuke in Tel Aviv because the, the, the Israelis just did something to half of their men and they're really pissed off and there's no way to stop this one. What do you think we should do, Mr. President? And I can just hear Donald Trump say, well, we got to stop it. Israel's our greatest friend. Oh, we got to stop it. Yeah, right. Because it's going to come down to that one day. It's going to come down to the fact that the Israeli people have to be destroyed. There's no other way around it. That's the funny thing about this. They can talk about never again and never again. You know what they're meaning by never again is that never again will they relinquish relinquish power like they did in 1933. That's what they mean by never again. They understand the real truth. People at the highest levels understand the real truth. And if they don't and they're that brainwashed, well, you know what? They should be institutionalized. (laughs) But they want to go around and institutionalize everybody else for basically seeing what complete idiots they are. That's how dangerous they are. You know, and I've been watching a lot of stuff come out of the media. These people are just psychopaths. They're just gaslighting day in and day out. It's like, dudes, you guys just lie to our faces and you don't even have... It is... It's strange. You know, I was looking at some of these stories going on from the the campaign, you know, the FISA and Comey. Oh, I don't think I've done anything wrong. And yeah, I made some mistakes. No, you didn't make these guys just gaslight you to death and they just walk around free and nobody touches them. That's the pansy state of America's intelligence services. I heard all this. Well, there's lots of good, hardworking American patriots out there working in the FBI. And it's a sad day for the where are you, dudes? Give me a break, dude. You can't even solve 9-11. You're so stupid. With all due respect, you can't even solve 9-11 on your own soil. With all the intelligence capability you have, that you have, you can't even solve 9-11. And you're going to tell us how brave and, and how honorable and how true you are to your oath. Give us a break. We don't need idiots. You're at war. That's the reality. It's the Fetch Inside the Eye Live prime time. That's the OEV moment again, sponsored by the Andrew Carrington Hitchcock Show. Check it out every day. I think 11 o'clock a.m. on Eurofolk Radio. Again, back with more right after this. Okay, everybody. It's the Fetch Inside the Eye Live prime time again of November. I, I'm, that's just me, man. December the 19th. You know, I miss my sister's birthday. I'm, I'm in trouble.
I forgot to even say happy birthday. I didn't miss my sons, but I miss my sisters. It's like, man, dude, you gotta, you're, you're in trouble. You're just don't go back to America. She may shoot you. No, she's not. She's not that mean. But nonetheless, everybody, I missed it this year. Uh, I always forget which day it is. I just kind of forget. Uh, we got a call coming in. Why? Hey, let's take it. I think that's uh, out in Missouri. One three one four. Hi, welcome to Inside the Eye Live. Hey, Fetch. This is Art. I'm Steve's brother from Potosi. Okay. Hi, Art. Yeah. How you doing? Uh, right. I'm in St. Louis, but uh, I wanted to talk to you about something that's just really been bugging me. Okay. And that's this impeachment thing. And they talk about how the president's impeached. He's impeached. Is impeached. Well, he's not impeached yet. He's not impeached until it goes, you know, through the Senate, right? Why yes. do they say he's impeached? You know, uh, it's like saying, you know, a, a guy's guilty of murder before the jury comes in, right? I think you're right about that, too, because, yeah, he's not technically impeached unless it goes to the Senate and they convict him and say, yeah, yeah you're so, right. Uh, so that's a lie. You know, it's just more lies. I'm just so sick of it. I just don't even want to listen to any of it anymore. Everything out of coming out of that, you know, Washington is a lie. It's, and uh, it's crazy, you know. I, I watched all that stuff, and it's just so messed up and ridiculous. It's, I don't even know why I watched it. Well, you know, you're just a glutton for punishment. Maybe it's like, yeah, all right, man. It's it's worse than it's worse than watching basketball. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I just wanted to make that point. You know, and they, I'm surprised they don't make try to make that point on Fox News or anything because they're the ones that always pro Trump and everything. And I'm surprised they're not saying, well, hey, he's not impeached yet. You know, so why do they say he's impeached? Well, the president's impeached. It's just, it's ridiculous. Anyway, I just wanted to make that point. Okay, perfect. Thanks. Good, good, quick point. Man. Okay, nice talking to you. I love your show, man. Well, I'd love to have you equally. So thanks so much. And uh, we're still here. We're still standing. Okay. At least okay. sitting behind okay. the mic. Okay, well, right? I enjoyed talking with you, and I'll be listening. All right. <laughs> That's art, everybody. Thanks, Art. Thanks a lot, Pat. Uh, thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. All right. That's Art, everybody, out in uh, Missouri. It's always nice to hear new people, and he's new, so that's great. Thanks for calling in. Uh, people like to – I am getting some uh, messages privately here. Fetch, that opening intro was really, really good. You know, it wasn't really mine. I mean, it was Eva. I have a listener, Eva, German lady. She's been in touch uh, for long, a long time. She sends me a lot of stuff. And, you know, I just like that one. I thought that would play out well and add a little bit of a commentary towards the end of it. We were going to have it a little bit better. But as you know, we lost the first 10 minutes of the show trying to figure out why there's no audio. And, uh, you know, we figured it out at least. We're still here, right? But anyways, yeah, this impeachment thing is really bizarro land, uh, quite frankly, watching what's going on. But it's, you know, the main thing we have here in America is the impeachment's one thing or the attempts to dethrone or take down or have a stage a coup d'etat against the American people is one thing. But let's be honest, we're an occupied government already. We've already had a coup d'etat. That coup d'etat has been ongoing for probably 100 years. Henry Ford spoke about it 100 years ago, uh, essentially 100 years ago now, with his book, The International Jew. And it's like we're occupied, man. You can't, as I was hearing uh, 
Frank something or other. I don't know the guy's name, but he was, he was, I guess, on the Georgia Peach. Georgia Peach filled in with Farron Schof over an RBN Saturday last weekend. Good show. If you haven't heard it, I think it's available over at grism.blogspot.com. And the guy's a Indian Bangladeshi guy, I think, uh, somewhere in that part of the world. And he's basically saying, Hey, look, and what we've been saying along for a long time too, look, we're, we are under, an occupied government. We are all operating effectively behind enemy lines and there's no way around, there's no way to not see it, quite frankly, because Nazi, see Nazi, Nazi, right? We're all Nazis. Well, we got to stop being Nazis. <laughs> you know what I mean? We have to become a clear seas or a 2020 seas. We have to stop being Nazis. That's for darn sure. And if they call you a Nazi, make sure you can see. Because look, if you can't organize, if you can't talk, if you can't discuss your issues, if if you have Jews basically making laws now that says you can't talk on a college campus, you have to kiss Jews' butts because Jews said so. Look, this isn't America. If you don't like somebody in America, you know what? We're pretty rough and tumble people. You would just normally just say, you know what? I don't like the way you're acting. And if you go back another 70, 80, 100 years, you're going to basically have to shoot it out at sunrise or sunset because you're going to be challenged on your manhood type of thing. So everybody kind of like watched their P's and Q's, not because they were afraid and say of saying something, but because you just want, you don't want to go push the limit to end up having yourself having to duke it out or shoot it out somewhere. And we're to the point now that you have a left leaning Antifa, which is essentially the same type of hooliganism that the German national socialists had to put down with their brown shirts. And, and if you defend yourself, guess what? You can't, you can't even fight back. You're supposed to let people attack you because if you fight back, the system is stacked where you're the one being arrested and put into prison. How is that justice in America? It's really saying that for European Americans, you are occupied. Yeah, and I, I see it's Frank Raymond is the guy's name. Uh, who was on the show this past weekend, an excellent, excellent guy. Maybe I've been asked to have him on. I've never invited him, so maybe we do have to bring him. just want to say, by the way, this coming Saturday, we do have <laughs> – who's going to show up? Who's showing up? Man, you'd think I would know, but I forgot. We have somebody showing up at 12 o'clock. Who the heck is showing up at 12 o'clock? I'm so, I'm so busy here, guys. I'm forgetting. Uh, who's show? Oh, Joe Atwell. Joe Atwell is going to be showing up again. Joe Atwell was a guest uh, back in September. The show was pretty well received. I just haven't been updating my website, but that show was very well received. Joe's coming back as a guest Saturday, and we may have another guy that is in the entertainment world that's played in Afghanistan, Kazakhstan. He played here uh, in Riyadh. So he's been in Riyadh. I met with him recently in Riyadh. He's in the entertainment world. He's all around this type of stuff as far as the leftist-leaning Bolshevik-style Jews. He understands this side of the world very well, but he's got to just watch himself and be undercover because he is in the business type of thing, and it's true for a lot of people out there. And, and that's, that kind of points to the fact that how occupied you are. You know, there's something where Jews were complaining recently that, 
Christmas time used to be a time where Jews were afraid. You know, it's Christmas used to be this time of, you know, where it's just really, really, really scary for Jews and it was a dangerous time for Jews. But Jews understand very full well that it's dangerous for non-Jews every day. You have to worry about Jews going back and listening to what you said or reading about what you wrote. And for some magical reason, they're able to find stuff that you did 47 years ago or 27 years ago or 12 years ago. And they seem to have this right at their fingertips. And then it gets leaked to some nondescript Jewish group. And voila, the next thing you know, there's a huge controversy brewing all around you. And what does that tell us? Clearly enough that Jews are engaged in massive surveillance of all of us already. That Jews are running a Czechostyle, Stasi-style spy network. And it's not just President Trump. It's all of us. Trump, Trump, you can complain all you want, dude, but you ain't doing anything to stop it because the rest of us have been under this type of surveillance for a lot longer than you, apparently. Heck, we just learned you just got surveilled, what, a couple years ago, dude? What are you complaining about? Who cares if you're running for president? Hey, you know what? Our, my civil rights are just as important as your civil rights. I don't care if you're the president or not. Last I heard, you put your pants on the same way I put my pants on. So, dude, I ain't all that impressed. You might have some uh, clearances I ain't got. Maybe you can go talk to some aliens every now and then. But quite frankly, I don't care. At the end of the day, I care about myself. And that's how we all have to be. But we have to be caring about ourselves in a collective manner equally. We have to become cohesive. We have to be able to come together because still, we Europeans are very clever people. We're very shrewd. We have an ability to calculate permutations just as well as Jews can. It's not like Jews are beating us in the calculation stage here. They're just using money, lawfare, and legislation equally to silence people. There's a story coming out of Sweden, for instance, and let me see if I can grab that story here. Imagine the chutzpah of the Jewish community here. And what it revolves around is, let me see if I can pull it up, is the National Socialist, the Nordic Resistance Movement. And we had the founder of the Nordish-Swedish Resistance Movement on here a while ago, Simon Lindbergh. But the Swedish Academy, Svenska Akademia, Akademien, is now threatening Nordfront and their media arm with a claim of 2 million Swedish krona, I think that's their currency, roughly $220,000, if they do not retract and remove citations of Heidenstam, which is apparently some cultural name in, their, in, their, in Sweden, in the published material on Nordfront SA or SE among the specifically mentioned publications, this is a classic author. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no copyright on this guy's quotes. He's like quoting Mark Twain at this stage. There's no copyrights out there. 
Yet the Swedish Academy complains that considerable amount of the material connected in association of the quotations of the author was connected to Holocaust. Now, well, why is it that Jews are putting themselves into this equation again? This is a Swedish nationalist movement talking about a Swedish cultural icon, a classical figure. And why is it that Jews feel they have a right to silence the Swedes in the Swedes' own lands? Again, this is classic warfare by Jewish people against all of us at the end of the day. In this case, it's lawfare. What does Holocaust denial even mean? Tell me which Jew out there is taking responsibility for every single Holocaust that they perpetrated on the, on the people of Western Europe. If you're going to go by this Holocaust denial crap, every single Jew should be arrested for Holocaust denial unless they pay all of their money back to the Russians, to the Ukrainians, to us Americans, quite frankly, for lying to us and getting us into all of these wars. And remember, folks, the Great Depression destroyed the heartland of America for quite some time. And it is widely believed now widely believed that during the 1930s American America lost over 7 million people and they've been fudging the records in other words Jews managed to kill off 7 million Americans during the Great Depression and look at the pictures guys look at go back into history and see these massive lines of men just trying to get a bowl of soup. How many never made it? So Jews don't need to lecture us about Holocaust denial anymore. We should be disgusted every time they talk about this. Because what about the, what about the mass murders they've committed against every single culture basically on this planet? What about their Dutch what is it? The Dutch East Indies Tea Company or whatever that Dutch East Indies Trading Company there. What about that? What, what about what's going on in Palestine today? What's what about the Holocaust they're now doing against the Europeans as they mass flood out every single country? And now you've got this little thing going on in New York where they're going to just let out some who knows how many criminals. And how many of these are going to be violent criminals? Because you can actually let out for some pretty violent stuff. What are they doing? Creating a new little army base? And remember, guys, a U.S. military division is about ten to 12,000 people. Not, not larger than that. I think it's like under 10,000 now. So if you import 10,000 people, you're importing an entire division. And if you import 10 million people or a million people, how many divisions is that? in military parlance. These are whole armies. I think a whole army is like 236,000 people. One army, the first army, first armored division is part of whatever army. In other words, we have multiple armies. You have the army, but you've got these army units. I think I'm right there, Frank. I know you're listening too. But think about how many people here are truly being brought in. And at the same time, they're saying you have to give up your guns. You have to give up your right to defend yourself. Yet the lawyers 
And the politicians and the legislators are creating situations on the ground where it is a type of genocide. Remember, if you lose one male or one female, this is somebody that cannot procreate for your race or your people. If you target them with advertising, everybody now is complaining about the advertising, quite frankly, everybody, everywhere. They're sick of Jews pushing this multicultural crap on everybody, all of this black on white crap that they're throwing everybody. How about we start seeing Jews say, look, you need equal time, you, you SOBs. It's time you start putting your Jewish women in black advertising. It's time you start giving equal time in this, this little game, sick game of yours. It's time we show all of you Jewish men hanging out with a bunch of people out of, I don't know, South Congo or something. You know what? Let's, let's have equal fair play in this game that you're playing. But no, you're a bunch of disgusting, dis, just vile people. And you want to tell us who's, who's filled with hatred here. It's really quite amazing, quite frankly, to watch how Jews continue to play the game. They actually think nobody's paying attention. The fact of the matter is, is that we are paying attention. And they do seem to know we're paying attention, which is why they want to pass all of these laws. There's a, another incident, and this is something that, again, I don't have a problem with it. I lived in a place in L.A. This is a true story. I lived in a place when my life was really bad. I had a tough, tough time once. You know, this was back when I was getting targeted, uh, hit with the microwaves. Literally, they, literally, they're so stupid, they burned a bunch of diamonds on my chest. A bunch of idiots, okay? They, they, they think they're smarter than we are, but give, give, it a, give it another try, guys. And so here I am trying to survive, and I'm in a building owned by a Jewish guy. And it was, a, it was a dirty slum type of building. I'm like, you know what? Even back then in the 1990s, I'm thinking, you know, what is it about these Jews that are slumlords? And they're trying to buy everybody out. You know what I mean? They're trying to buy everybody to get out of the building. They're like offering like 150 bucks. And this was back in the time when they were using these buildings as literally state-owned State-owned, I'm talking about government. When I use the term state, I'm talking about government. Government-owned, state-owned drug-dealing houses, and I was trying to get this out to the press, and I was basically in one of these houses. And they didn't like me for it. They tried to get me out with all manner you can imagine. And I had to wait. <laughs> They're trying to sue me. till the I said, you know what, dudes, I ain't leaving. They said, well, you got to leave. I said, no, you know what, I'm not leaving. You know why I'm not leaving? Because you're just trying to now make a ton of money by targeting everybody in this building with your, your microwave crap. You've destroyed the value of the building. You're trying to, you've already taken it from the Chinese owner for pennies on the dollar. And you're all in on this scam to destroy people. You're, I, I ain't leaving. You pay me this price before I leave. Lawyers are talking to me going back and they actually finally did pay the price. So I get the idea of Jewish slumlords. I get the idea of how Jews treat people so badly. I've been, I've been, I've been there, done that, man. You know, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna sweetheart talk me because I've been there, done it. You know, there's one thing that we know about the West. You know what? The best training, the best education is experience itself. You can't beat experience, guys. 
You can pay for whatever you want knowledge-wise, but you can't beat the experience because that teaches you a whole different level. People tell me I have a street degree. I don't just have a street degree. I got a doctorate in street degree. I got a PhD in street degree. I, and I, it's, when it comes down to the really sick, evil stuff, I'm dealing with what? CIA? I'm dealing with narcotics police? I'm dealing with a bunch of Jewish slumlord people who are using basically their connections to hook up the police to sell the drugs? I've been there, done that. Guys, it's, it's not all that complicated. Witness protection plans. You want to know where all these criminals are hiding? The really sinister, nasty ones? Why don't you investigate your witness protection plans? And for all you cops and FBI and all this crap, you guys know what's going on. What do you think? We don't know? If we can see it from the street and you're on the inside, you're what? we're smarter than you? Probably. That's why you're on the inside. Because no self-respecting person is going to work for these types of institutions. That's my attitude. You know, there's an Israeli woman recently. Uh, she got on a subway train in New York City and wound up being verbally harassed, right? But you know what? And then she's been attacked for being Jewish. With all due respect, I can recall that plenty of times, you whining little Jewish idiots with black people harassing white people on the trains in L.A., Hey, honky. Hey, Wood. What you doing on my train, Wood? So, you, again, you Jewish people, I'm. you've got nothing on. You're just a bunch of whining losers. With all due respect, and you're sinister. Here's the thing. I'm going to go into a break in about a minute here. Here's the thing. Isn't it about time that Jews are asked about Torah and say, when are you going to deny Torah? When are you going to criticize Talmud? Isn't it time we start asking these questions? When are you going to take responsibility and pay for the crimes of your ancestors? Because that's what you want. They are asking you to do today. What do you think? I had anything to do? I'm born in 1962, man. I ain't young and I ain't old yet. And I'm looking at all you Jewish people out there whining about the Holocaust day in, day out, day in, day out. You want to take away all of our rights for it? It's like, what the hell did we have to do with that? What do you think? We're stupid? I know that you Jews think everybody's stupid. And why are you pushing this crap on us? Why are you declaring war on us? Here you've lived in our midst. You're guests in our countries. Because quite frankly, Jews are guests. We just learned also from President Trump that Jews are a new race. See, we've been saying you're a race for so long. And here you are trying to claim you're white, you little scumbags, vilifying us the whole time. You're not even one of us. And President Trump just says, hey, he's your guru. Hey, he just signed it, man. He just said you're not one of us. So you don't represent us. And deal with it. And if you want to keep calling people anti-Semites for it and then start to make war about it, it's going to just get nasty over time. It's going to get really nasty for the white people you target it because you're going to take a lot of them out. I get it. I understand the evilness of the Jewish people. I'm not deceived anymore. I see it. You heard it. It's the Fetch. We're in a break inside the eye live. Prime time. Back with more after this.
All right, everybody, welcome back. It's the Fetch Inside the Eye Prime Time again. It's Thursday. I keep getting messages, and I do appreciate them, by the way, because I don't have any any support out there as I would uh, used to have. We miss Nighthawk, man. That's the real issue. Nighthawk was good. He gave us everything we needed to run a good show, and if it was not properly done, it was on me, man. But, uh, you know, what can I say? You know, it's those days are done. Uh you know what can I say, man? You know, talking about uh, we had, I think Art. I think it was Art. Don't don't get angry with me, guy. I just I'm. It's late here. It's two three thirty in the morning. Uh, but he was saying, look, you know, I'm I'm like so sick of this stuff. Trump hasn't even been impeached yet. Well, actually, it sounds like he's been technically impeached, but he hasn't had a trial to remove him from office. So apparently it's a two-step process. You got to impeach him, but then he's not. See, it's a big question here. Does it says here, Trump's lawyers wonder if Pelosi never delivers the articles of impeachment. Does that mean he's not really impeached? Because you got to deliver the articles apparently to the Senate in order for the Senate to try it. So it's basically just so imbecilic. We've had what really amounted to, if you were really paying attention, was Jews. <laughs> there was only Jews, man. You had Jews trying to replace Trump, basically trying to impeach Trump. Okay, so fine. They basically vote to impeach. It's basically zero Republicans and all but two or three Democrats vote for impeachment. So basically, since the Democrats hold the House, they were able to basically get the articles of impeachment done. And let's see if I have that. Why, you know, let's go through some of these issues, some of the cases. And I could not get to who's behind this, but I'll give you an idea what's really why I think they want to impeach this guy. One is they're claiming obstruction of justice. Well, that's a joke. When you look at what happened with Hillary Clinton, the 30,000 emails, the bleach kit on her hard drives, breaking her phones with hammers. Please don't lecture us Americans uh, or anybody else around the world that has any ounce of common sense and try to use this idea of obstruction of justice. It just doesn't fit the whole Obama administration. We don't even know who Obama is. You want to talk about obstruction of justice, uh, just the common sense of wanting to know who your president really is. We don't know because everything about Mr. Obama and his boyfriend, Michael, is sealed. So don't talk to us about obstruction, please. That's just stupidity. Again, Jewish gaslighting. One is violations of the Foreign Emoluments Clause and Domestic Emoluments Clause of the United States Constitution. I don't believe that for a second, quite frankly. Trump is not somebody that needs money. But Hillary Clinton made hundreds of millions of dollars. Hundreds of millions. And she's the same one that obstructed justice. So essentially, they've taken two things why Trump should be impeached, and they took what Hillary is guilty of and just projected it onto Trump. Now, Trump is no friend of Western Europeans. He's made comments. He's, he's dog-whistled, as they say, a bit about Western Europeans. But when it push comes to shove, he's with Jews. He's part of the enemy camp. He's Jewish, okay? He's helped a little bit, really, his service to the to the cause. Well, actually, we'll get into that. 
Another reason, conspiring with others to commit crimes against the United States involving the solicitation and intended receipt by Donald Trump campaign of things of value. Oh, give us a break about stuff like that. Because with all due respect, every single politician out there, if you are accepting any money from APAC, you're guilty of this. Because APAC, for most of us Americans, is a foreign fifth column element. If you're accepting money from the ADL, it's a foreign occupying element. If you accept any Jewish money whatsoever, you are accepting money from essentially a foreign government and other foreign nationals. Because every single Jew essentially, essentially, is an enemy, as far as I can see, of the United States, works for the state of Israel, and is working to subvert the American people and its laws, constitution, etc. So again, don't project onto somebody else what you guys have been guilty of. Advocating illegal violence, really. You've got people white guys, basically, some white guys in their 20s. They go get all the permits, all the licenses. They want to complain about how their culture is being torn asunder down in Charlotte, North Carolina. And essentially, you've got political hacks activating Antifa cells. And you go out there and you threaten, harass, and you actually engage in fighting. And somebody happens to die in that under very murky circumstances. And you find that all the white people that were actually legally there to do what they asked to do, which was to go just demonstrate and congregate. And who was actually doing the illegal violence there? It's all those Antifas that came. That's coming from the left. That's coming from the Jewish left. Says here, and then here's the thing, that here's the main reason they want Trump. Giving aid, they actually wrote this, man, as part of their impeachment strategies. Giving aid and comfort to white supremacists and neo-Nazis. Have you ever heard Trump physically use the word white people? Have you ever heard Trump physically say anything about Nazis? No, we only hear Trump talk about how he's going to stamp out anti-Semitism. And this BDS, and he's going to stamp it out. Of course, that's not his words. That's from a Jewish fifth-column traitor within the American. Or he's a fifth-column enemy combatant, quite frankly. He's, a, he's, a, he's an enemy combatant. I wouldn't call him a terrorist, but an enemy combatant. And here they are. That's why they want this guy, because the fact of the matter is, Trump did activate a spiritual awakening within European Americans that cannot be put out. And Trump has no choice but to draw on that demographic if he wants to maintain any power base. He wants to draw on it, but he wants to keep a lot of these people fooled, keep them in the dark about the real game and play. He doesn't really want them to hear, oh, Charlottesville, Virginia, not North Carolina. Charlottesville, Virginia. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, it's 3.30. Yes, I was, yeah, I know it's 3.30 a.m. Thanks for understanding. Yeah, Charlottesville, not Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlottesville, Virginia. That's correct. Sorry about that. See, I'm kind of, I saw that out of my corner of my eye, and that's the bad eye. But see, that's really why they want Trump, guys. 
because he did awaken the spirit of European Americans here. They'll talk about how, oh, there was a few hundred people protesting Donald Trump in front of such an XYZ library or in front of XYZ building. But guys, Trump's packing in 20, 30, 40,000 people per rally. So who cares? What, you think these 200 masked morons who are actually violent and who should, you know, basically they're violent and should be dealt with accordingly? They're animals and they should be dealt with accordingly as far as I'm, I don't care anymore. Be tough to see, but it would be, it's like, you know, I, I can't blame people. But nonetheless, you see where I'm going with this? Look, that's why they want him. Because he did awaken. When they say he gave aid and comfort to white supremacists, look, we're not supremacists, you freaking morons. This is the most insulting, disgusting thing you can say to us, but it shows us the contempt you have for us. To use this phrase is massive contempt towards us. To call us Nazis, I've been called Nazis a Nazi since 1996-97, okay? And I'm the guy that was uh, in the thespian club in high school, ushering in to an outdoor play all the guests, which were the family members of the students, of course, with a Hitler mustache and a National Socialist paper-made armband over over my sleeve. (laughs) Okay, so I kind of looked like Adolf when I was young, okay? So, you know, I played the part. I actually took a little matchstick, you know, a little piece of match, you know, know, a match, and cut off some hair, made a mustache, glued it to my lip, not to my lip, under my my nose, and you guys can imagine how kind of cool that was, right? But that was the 1970s. Now we're today, and these guys have, are, are frickly insane. They talk about abusing his pardon power. Really? If he was abusing his pardon power, he would have let a lot of these guys that have been really unjustly railroad out, quite frankly. It says, recklessly threatening nuclear war against foreign nations, undermining and subverting the essential diplomatic functions and authority of federal agencies, including the United States Department of State. Well, look. That statement is Jewish legalese jargon BS, basically. The Department of State, guys, is Jewish run. The Department of State is LGBT run. These two organizations have been basically, it's like a, it's like a religious coup, you know? If you go out there and you really study how business and economics work, certain industries, certain patches or blocks of an industry are going to be taken over by different groups. And it's not just Jews who play the game. Mormons will play the game. Uh, Scientologists will play the game. Various organizations will actually play this game. And when you start to break it all down, what you will find is politics really breaks down into religious demographics and you're trying to basically capture various religious demographics. Now, if you can neuter, destroy the Christian demographic, that neuters a key voting block that can swing everything. Literally can swing everything. Which is why they're attacking it, of course, because now it allows Jews to have more power. And of course, if people are not morally focused on their nation, in other words, wanting to apply morals, values, and ethics to the nation, Jews thrive in this environment. They're not moral, ethical people. 
Continuing on, it says here, by heightening the risk of hostilities involving weapons of mass destruction with reckless disregard of the risk of death and grievous bodily harm. Again, Jews, look, you're importing all these people and you're, you're talking about uh, talking about the risk and disregard for like grievous bodily harm to people. Are you out of your minds? Seriously, nobody's asking Jews, are you out of your minds? Really, nobody's saying that to them. It, nobody's going on the national media saying, are you out of your mind? You sound like a complete idiot. Because you know what? You're going to be right. Says, continuing on, this is other reasons why he should be impeached, okay? Directing or endeavoring to direct law enforcement, including the Department of Justice and the FBI, to investigate and prosecute political adversaries and others. Really? Are you out of your mind? Really, are you Jews writing this completely out of your mind? Here you've got the FBI faking evidence, creating 17 quote-unquote mistakes. They weren't mistakes. They were willful misleading of a court. You're planning spies inside of a presidential campaign. You're going all over the world trying to create all this stupid stuff like the steel dossier and golden showers on an airplane. How stupid are you freaking Jews, really? Seriously, and how debacked you got to be. That's the best story you can come up with is something about golden showers, somebody peeing on somebody. Are you out of your mind? And Jews are that stupid. They, they throw out all this stupid stuff out there because they're stupid, and they expect everybody to believe it. And when you don't believe it, you're an anti-Semite. How stupid is that? These guys are stupid, guys. Yeah, I got 134 IQ. Well, you know what? My 52 IQ would beat your 134 IQ. You're so stupid. Not that I've got a 52. Of course not. But I don't see it as how that's sophisticated. I just see this as a game that is being played right now where we have basically we're playing basketball and we got both hands tied behind our backs and we're trying to put the ball in through like a soccer match and we're using our head and our feet. And Jews not only get to use both hands, but they can travel all they want. Isn't that nice of them? And if they want to trip you up, that's okay too in their game. And then they're acting like, oh, well, we Jews, we're just so much smarter than you. No, you're playing a game where it's not even, it's not even a fair game. And quite frankly, people need to set this game right and make it fair, and then let's play. Let's take away your money. Take away your ability to make cash. Take away, take away your right to have families. Take away everything that you hold dear. Take away your religion. Take away your ability to take money from overseas, like from Israel. And then let's start playing the game because that's how Jews want to play the game. And you've all heard the story, $500 to David Duke his senatorial campaign and you end up losing your job. Don't you don't Jews don't need to lecture us. We're on the inside. We understand what's going on. You've got the Mr. Graham Hart. You know, he's he's got police showing up at his door. You got Allison Shablo, she's going her own direction, but she's she's got her problems. You got Monica Schaefer, she's got she's been she she was tried, you know Monica Schaefer, they tried to get her for like trespass. Because she was in a store. Do you know how stupid these people are? And that's the type of dirty, evil game they play. And you know, 
this type of stuff almost needs to go back to the Wild West. It needs to go to the point where, you know what? What you're doing is not right. Man to man, just say, what you're doing is not right. Meet me at the town center at sundown, man. Because what you're doing is not right. And we need to make it right because this way is not working for anybody except for you. Meet me at the meet me at the town center, front of the salon or the saloon, six o'clock. Bring your six shooter. I'll bring mine. And let's just have this out. Because what you're doing is not right. And that's the real that's the real message here. What Jews are doing is not right. It's morally, ethically reprehensible. They're sitting there, they're talking about undermining the freedom of the press. Really? Excuse us, Jews. Excuse us. Who is it that is calling for all of us to get deplatformed? How many people doing alternative media have been taken out? And you Jews want to talk about how Trump is the one undermining the freedom of the press? The, fr- the press isn't free. And not only do you just deplatform us, but you demonetize. And you Jews are going to talk about how Trump's guilty of this? Are you out of your freaking minds? Again, I'm not even a big fan of Trump, per se. Okay? You heard the the opener here. He basically signed away something here that is so sinister and dark. People in America don't understand even what's happening here. Because Jews, in their minds, to them... Hate crimes should be met with the capital punishment. We've already known that because they did it in the Soviet Union. And Trump has already openly said, you know what? Hate, anti-Semitism, virulent anti-Semitism, hate crimes should be met with the death penalty. He's already said it. What Trump opened the door with, and that's why you could hear in that thing. If you go back and listen to my intro here, and you go back to here at the very end of that piece where Trump is talking, and you pay close attention, you're going to hear these Jews in the background. Do it, do it, get it done. It's almost like an evil, evil entity, an evil darkness in the background is saying, like, do it, do it, get it done. Yes, we, we're now one step closer to being able to kill the Amalek Goyim. And Amalek is everybody that opposes Jews. Which is to say, once again, you don't have the right to even have your own self-determination. Is that what people died for in the West? To give the land to Jews so that you don't have any self-determination? Is that really why we fought all these wars in the end? Jews will say, yes, it is. Because again, we Jews have been focused on destroying you for over a thousand years. Because if you go back and listen, maybe I cut that piece out, but there's a pastor. And he talks about how in Genesis or whatever, who cares, quite frankly, because it's Torah. Torah is an evil, vile, disgusting manuscript. Read it. It reads like a horror story. It reads like a psychopath murderer who is trying to justify everything he does. But Clearly, he's a murderer. Heck, as a child, I saw that. It was kind of hard not to. But this pastor, this violently stupid Zionist Christian, is talking about how, oh, the the Lord will bless those who bless Israel, and, and he will curse those who do not bless Israel. Well, you know what? The Lord doesn't do crap, guys. It's Jews doing it. 
Okay? That's the reality. Unless you're going to admit to us that Jews worship a very evil, dark, satanic figure. Continuing here, it says, cruelly, and this is why Trump has to be impeached, by the way, cruelly and unconstitutionally imprisoning children and their families. Read that again, guys. Cruelly and unconstitutionally imprisoning children and their families. Are you Jews out of your mind? Have you seen what's going on in Palestine? Have you seen it? Have you seen how many... I mean, you guys bring armed-to-the-teeth soldiers to people's homes, and you just basically go in and you steal their children, and you put them under some type of administrative detention where they don't even know what they're charged for and it's children, two, two years old, four years old, six years old, seven years old. And you're going to sit there and tell us that Trump is guilty of cruelly and unconstitutionally imprisoning children and their families? Are you kidding me? Yet at the same time, you have a guy here who was in uh, a town called Vegas, no, Nevada, Iowa. He has been in prison now because he burned an LGBTQ rainbow flag. He was tried and convicted for what? 15 years. He was sentenced to prison for 15 years for burning an LGBTQ flag. 15 years? You can go out and you can burn a United States flag anywhere you want, and it's protected speech, yet you burn an LGBTQ, which we know is part of the Jewish power structure, and they're going to give you 15 years? And this just happened this week. And yet Jews are going to say that Trump is guilty of cruelly imprisoning people? Jews go after 92, 94-year-old men who are witnesses to the lies of the Jewish story about the Holocaust, and they tried to get them imprisoned. And Jews want to lecture us about what is cruel, taking people from their families and imprisoning them. Jews will take people and throw them in jail because they said something Jews don't like, and Jews are going to talk to us about how somehow uh, Trump is guilty of this. Are, are Jews out of their minds? Seriously. Are Jews out of their minds? They are. We're dealing with a very... Guys, uh, I've been doing this for how long now, man? Jeez, I, I almost feel silly sometimes. I've been doing this show for eight and a half years, okay? Eight years we've been talking and warning and speaking. And it just gets worse. And it gets, actually gets easier and easier for me to talk. Because... The statements and the actions coming from the Jewish community are so egregious that it begs the question, why aren't more people up in arms and protesting like me? And now they've got this impeachment. Okay, fine. They got two things of impeachment against them, but they don't want to deliver it to the Senate, so it can't go to trial. So is he impeached or is he not impeached? It's like, you guys are idiots. We have to take big money out of politics, guys. Jews should never be allowed to spend any more than the rest of us. Something has to change. 
You got to work. Remember, everything has to work from the ground up. It's a long, slow process. But as the movement, the Trump movement showed, it can be very dynamic and very fast. What is needed for sure is a leader. And Trump is not it. He's very good. But he doesn't speak for white America. He doesn't speak for America itself. And in fact, it's getting very dangerous now because even the Chinese have said American nationalism is dangerous to national security. But it's not American nationalism. It's Jewish nationalism. Jews control the money, and the money has become weaponized. That money represents everybody's labor. That doesn't belong to Jews. I don't care how much Jews want to talk about how they printed it's their money. You don't own their labor, you freaking morons. And that's what you're telling everybody because you print the, the money. You think that labor is yours. Are you Jews out of your mind? It's really coming down to that. We're looking at a situation where everywhere you turn, the, the, you have to ask yourself, are you Jews out of your mind? Keep that in mind as you go into this Hanukkah season. And every time they light up a candle, just think to yourself, are you Jews out of your mind? It's the fetch, everybody, inside the Ann Live prime time for this Thursday, November the 19th, 2019. Thanks for listening. Good night from Riyadh and catch you Saturday. Again, 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern right here on revolution.radio. Also, inside the iLive.com. Good night, everybody. 